What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. So tonight's episode, I'm going to talk about The Shy, episode 5, The Spook Who Sat at the Door. Now, I know I'm a little bit late in my review because normally I try to do it on Monday, but we're just returning back from a weeks-long vacation at Disney World. And if you want to hear about that, that episode will be coming out soon. But let's get into the episode itself. This episode felt like if it could be a season-ending episode, there were so many things that came to the forefront, you know, where we saw and we sort of got an idea. And you are missing a show that is truly well-written. So let's get into a few of the points, really the three main things that came out of this episode. One, we saw that Kevin, unfortunately, saw that his relationship with Gemma is pretty much a done deal is a wrap. Uh, he unfortunately, like many of us, sometimes you know, we see that that girlfriend or boyfriend who we were involved in, we sort of get the feeling like something's wrong, but the relationship's not over. But unfortunately, he sees that his best friend Jake and Gemma have sort of started dating behind his back now a little bit, and he sort of caught them kissing in the stairwell and pretty much brought it into that. Now, I think it's safe to say that all of us know that Jake and Jim is not going to be a relationship that's going to last long, primarily because we know that Jake has already said, we, we know, Jake has already said, you know, I don't chase girls, you know, or use his phrase, I don't chase bitches. So, we know what Jake is looking at, and like Jake told you, you chased after me, you know, it wasn't the other way around. But it is going to be interesting to see how him and Kevin you know, try to work out what may possibly be what kind of friendship that can be saved or salvaged. Now, the next big thing, of course, now the big question is going to be who shot Dula? You know, the, the mayor of Chicago. Who shot him on that rooftop? And you kind of wonder, is someone in the past coming back to get him? Could it have been the guy who sort of helped him get into the office and sort of, you know, like Dula told him, like, you know, I don't owe you nothing. You know, but if you listen to my first episode where I really talked about the shy, I still had the burning question of where is Brandon from season one? And could Brandon possibly be this shooter who finally reemerges back into the storyline? That's just I'm just throwing it out there a little bit. And then lastly, we saw probably one of the beautiful sights that we can see in life the birth of a new life. And we see Keisha having a water birth. And, you know, her mom saying, you know, I don't know about doing all this. We need to just go to the hospital. But she goes ahead and does this water birth. And the most powerful scene from that entire experience, you have to perhaps almost, if you didn't catch it, you may have to go back and look at it, was I'm a father of two. And I know in both instances, once the babies were born, they put them on, them on my wife's chest, and then, you know, I went ahead and cut the umbilical cord, and then, you know, they clean them up, and then, you know, they wrap them up, and they put them back in the arms of the mother. That powerful scene, though, was that Keisha gave birth, and they placed the baby on her chest for a couple of, probably a minute or two, and then, you know, the nurse took the baby, cleaned it up, wrapped it up, and the baby was placed in the arms of Octavia, the lady who is going to adopt Keisha's baby. 
But as I've said also, if you've gone back to my original shy episode, I don't think she's really going to give this baby up. And I think another clue from that was that she found her baby book and it sort of brought a rush of memories. And, you know, she did ask, when am I going to be able to do something like this? But like I say, that powerful moment of after the baby was cleaned, wrapped up and everything, it wasn't given back to Keisha. It was given to the, but the adoption mom, Octavia. So how is she feeling about that still? You know, it was a very powerful scene, a very powerful moment. So go back and look at that if you didn't notice that and just look at it. And like I said, if you have children, your mother, you definitely know what that feeling feels like. And one last thing that I definitely need to mention from this episode was we saw the pain, the suffering, the heartache that Jada's going through with his cancer. And we see Emmett, you know, it, it's really hit him hard. And for any son, you know, seeing his mom going through cancer, suffering, you know, just going through that whole process is tough. And if we followed the shy from the beginning, we knew that Emmett was a young man who was, you know, just totally messed up, but has gotten his life together. And, you know, it was a very powerful moment, you know, when he came to see his mom that morning where he said, you know, Ma, I just want you to be proud of me, you know, because I know I messed up early on and I finally got my life together, you know, and I want you to be around for it. And, you know, she had to let him know, you know, I am proud of you. But the only bad thing to Jada having gone through cancer is that Dre is putting her marriage on such thin water, you know, her she's putting her marriage on the line by not letting Nina know that their friend Jada is going through cancer, and Dre has already ple- pleaded with her, like, hey, I need you to tell her so that, you know, she doesn't think that I'm out here cheating around or messing around, and unfortunately, the clip that we saw for next week's episode sort of giving that little idea that there might be trouble in paradise, okay? And lastly, we now see that the relationship between Trig and his boy is pretty much have blown up. You know, we knew he tried to go out and get a job, but unfortunately, we know that ex-cons, unfortunately, are not able to get jobs after they have done their time serving behind bars in prison for any crimes they committed. But then also, you know, he was told that, hey, you know, Trig's girl is not a girl. That's a guy. And, you know... That, too, is played into his head. So it's going to be interesting to see, does he really leave the house by the weekend that Trick told him, or is there going to be more to that, okay? But, like I say, this episode was very powerful. It felt more like a cliffhanger episode, like to end a season and to keep you guessing or wondering until the next season. But this was only episode five. You know, there's more to come. All right. So with that, continue following me on Twitter and Facebook at Ray Talks Live. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Ray Talks underscore live. And like I say, if you are a huge Disney World fan, hopefully if you've been following me on my social media, you notice I've been posting a few of those pictures from the past week of my trip there. But like I say, we're going to continue with this shy episode. Keep in touch. Let me know what you're thinking. You can also hit me up with an email at raytalkslive at gmail.com. And with that, I am out.